0: Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get into. Today's a special show. I can't wait to do it. Real quick, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Also, don't forget, today's show is presented to you by the great people over at Sugar Fire in Westminster. But we're not going to do headlines today. What I'm going to get into is some of the crazy stories from me covering Radio Row for Super Bowl week. And there's a ton. And the it's it's involving a lot of random celebrities. Oh, I gotta make a something just popped in my head. It's involving somebody in an elevator. Let's see. Uh yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I just made a quick note. We'll get into it. See there's there's so many random things happen on a, a regular basis when you're out covering Super Bowl week. Uh what in whatever city that you're you're covering it in. I've gone to uh, this year's going to be in Las Vegas. Not sure if I'm going to go to it or not. There was some rumblings that uh, I could be going out there, but we'll see. We'll see. But I've been out to Miami, Minnesota, Atlanta, New Orleans, San Francisco, where else? Houston, Atlanta. There, And, and maybe one or two more. I'm not really sure. But there's always something going on. And that's the great part about going out there. With your coworkers, and let's be honest, most of your coworkers, there's always going to be a few. Uh, for the most part, that you get along with really well. And I was always fortunate to travel with people that I got along with. Um, mostly Mark Schlereth and Mike Evans. That's really where it peaked with me. Is those guys? We, we all just have essentially the same sense of humor. If if one guy comes up with a a start of an idea. We all finish it together. It w- really worked very well, but it, it was always fun, and there was always a lot of great stories. Now, what's funny is my very first Super Bowl that I got to cover was in New Orleans. Amazing first first fo- first time covering a Super Bowl. Never been to uh, New Orleans before. It was a shock walking on Bourbon Street and seeing you know naked women. You know you know, wagging their finger, like, come here, hubby, I'm gonna bang you, and I'm like, oh my god, she thinks I'm handsome, meanwhile, she's doing that to every guy that walks by, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that scene, I gotta be honest, I wasn't, there was a just, it, it was just culture shock for me, I remember, before we get into, like, the radio roast type stuff, um it, it was really funny, there was, Me and two former NFL players, I'm not going to say their name, but after a busy week, they saw that I was stressed, and they came up to me, and they're like, dude, the Huff. Um, And one of these guys I just met. (laughs) It's just funny because all of a sudden they come up to me and like, dude, you look really stressed out. We think you need to get your head right. And basically, we went and smoked weed behind some – some business where there is a like <laughs> in some parking lot behind a brick wall and I'm sitting there smoking weed with these two guys and then I had to use the lighter because their hands were just so big and, and I don't know maybe they were already lit but they couldn't figure out how to get the lighter to work so I'm light lighting the <laughs> the weed for them it was just really funny a great story then later as we're walking around we're going to go to some Madden party and they're talking about how much they love to be high in public. And I'm sitting there going to myself. I'm like, I, this is, I am not comfortable. I do not like to be high in public. N- not at all. Can't have a great conversation with anybody. I, I'm constantly freaking out. I get paranoid. So they're sitting there talking about, Oh man, I love it. Just, just a whole new experience on life and total hippie vibes. Right. And I go, Guys, I got to be honest. And they all stop. They both stop, And I was like, I- I'm not comfortable at all. I hate this. I-, I love that you guys helped me get in the right headspace, but walking around and then possibly going into a party, pfft, that's not my thing, <laughs> not my thing. And they both put their hands on me. And they're like, dude, it's okay. Go back to the hotel room. We- we're not going to be offended. We're just glad you're in a better mood. And, you know, you don't have that look of severe stress on your face. And I was like, thanks, guys. Like, I'm getting like all emotional, like thinking about it. And they're like, hey, thanks for being a part of our little moment right here. And they were like the best dudes ever. It was like such a cool moment. Then I turn around and I start walking back. Keep in mind, this is like at nine o'clock at night. I'm on Bourbon Street by myself, you know, walking over crackheads and and whatnot. (laughs) I'm like, this wait, maybe this wasn't a good idea to walk by myself back to the hotel room. But I got back there. My I was sharing a room with my boss at the time, and he had a big old bag of Gardettos. And I'm like, he hasn't opened them yet. It's Thursday. Those motherfuckers are mine. <laughs> so I hammered his Gardettos and watched Sports Center the rest of the night. It was great. Great moment. That's also the time where so I show up on Monday, and it—it it was mine and my boss's first time really covering a Super Bowl. We didn't realize that you needed to book guests in advance for the most part via email and, and making phone calls. So we're like, "Shit, we have no guests booked for the week," and we had we had shows like almost every single hour of the day. So. My job is, and keep in mind, I've never done this before uh, out there. And I also, especially at the time, severe social anxiety. I had to go around to each person that I saw that was handling guests. We, we call them handlers. And go around to each one of those people and beg to get somebody good onto our shows. I did that. Nonstop. I wish I would have had one of those step uh, pedometer things, because I, I I don't know how many, probably fifty thousand steps in one day. It was insane the amount I was walking, because it was nonstop. Okay, got somebody booked. They're gonna come over. It was people like Emmett Smith, Barry Sanders, uh, big name guys. And then you know later in the week you got more of the random celebrities showing up. Guy Fieri of uh, you know, the Food Network, he's everywhere, got him, the guys, one of the guys from Swamp People, shoot him Elizabeth, shoot him, you know, and he had a little uh, alligator with him, it was really cool, met a lot of interesting people, or uh, Ron Perlman, the guy that plays or played Hellboy, met him, one of the greatest guys ever, and it's funny because a lot of those celebrities, I've said this story before, but he was a really cool dude. He sits down, and you could tell he was just exhausted from the constant uh, ass-kissing by so many people out at Radio Row. Because that's what Radio Row is. It's, if, and I guess I kind of skipped past this, and I apologize. And not everybody understands what Radio Row is. There's hundreds of radio stations and some TV stations, and now it's, it's mostly social media or podcasting type of setups. Uh, more than than the radio. But there's a a lot of tables, broadcasting tables, set around this big auditorium. And you go in there and and you record interviews, you do your shows, stuff like that. So what happens is celebrities get walked through. They know they're supposed to go to table whatever number, and -and so-and-so is going to be broadcasting there, and they're going to do an interview with you. So Ron Perlman is getting tired of his ass being kissed nonstop. And I just start just shooting the shit with him. Normal stuff. Not like, hey, I love that show and blah, blah, blah. Asking the same questions that he always gets. So I'm just, you know, chewing his ear off about random stuff. He's, he's going back, talking about great food and blah, 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 blah. And he was just a good dude, right? And then what was funny is... He does the interview with my guys. He goes and does some other interviews. And then, like, I want to say, like, an hour later, he just comes over, stands right next to me, puts his hand on my shoulder, and he's like, hey, man, do you know where a good shitter is? I was like, yeah, I do. And then Mike Evans was just like, oh, yeah, go to that one over there. And I was like, no, 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 Ron, don't go to that one. Everybody goes to that one. That one's disgusting. It's disgusting. Piss all over the floor. I said, go to this one over here. Nobody knows it's there. It's spotless. You go in there, it's peace and quiet. He's all, thanks, man. And that's the one he went to. He comes back and he's just like, hey, thanks, brother. That was great. (laughs) Huh? Yeah. I help celebrities defecate. (laughs) Good for him. But, you know, that's a lot of celebrities. They just get uh, talked to like they're, you know, pieces of meat and stuff like that. But he was a good dude. Uh, That was also the time in New Orleans where DMAC was charging his phone in a bathroom at a jazz bar in new Orleans on bourbon street. And he left his phone charging. Then he goes back to grab it and somebody stole it. And he was surprised. How is that surprising dude? (laughs) So he was using my phone to text the guy that stole it. and, And like they're going back and forth for like an hour or whatever it was. He ends up losing out on his phone because the guy's not gonna return it. Ah, uh, that was that was that was so bizarre. And then we lost DMAC. Apparently, he just went up on stage and started playing instruments and shit like that. Pretty funny. DMAC actually explains that more in the interview I did with him like a month or two ago. So if if you got time, go back and listen to that one. It's pretty it's pretty funny. Pretty funny stuff. But yeah, there's always there's always stories going on. In in Super Bowl week It's bizarre I went to Minnesota Obviously you guys know about that It's butt ass cold in Minnesota In January, February Don't know why anybody would want to live there Let alone have a Super Bowl there But they did That's where all the crazy uh, Videos started uh, Getting traction with us Because we didn't want to go anywhere Because it was stupid cold and we were just tired of just doing the same old thing when you cover a Super Bowl. It's just the same old grind. We're going to do this and ask the same old stupid questions. So we decided, let's do it. Let's just pull the emergency brake and change directions. And that's what we did. And we started coming up with these crazy viral videos that just were making fun of the fact that we're out there on you know, Radio Row and doing our own thing. And that's also where one of the funniest stories is Radio Row was in the middle of Mall of America in Minnesota. It's just really weird. It was really convenient for lunch when we wanted to get something to eat because there's tons of food around. There was a Starbucks literally like 15 feet from us, so it was easy to uh, caffeinate. But one day, I'm, I'm out there. Show's over. And we're walking back to the hotel. We're still in Mall of America. And then I see Alfred. Alfred and I start talking. Then I tell Stink, I was like, you know what? I'll just meet you back at the hotel. I'll be there in like a few minutes. So I end up like talking to Big Al, Alfred Williams. And we're walking around. Next thing I know, it's like, you know, 30 minutes later. I'm like, hey, man, I, I'm i going to go head back to the hotel room. I'll, I'll I'll catch up with you later. And he's like, all right, cool. So then I start going back to the hotel. Keep in mind, there's a heavy, heavy uh, military presence at this one. I mean, there is, it was awesome. There was just tank. I don't think there was tanks. I don't, maybe there was, but there was like Humvees everywhere, Humvees everywhere. And just armed military officers everywhere. It it was pretty cool. I've never felt more safe than that time. But the thing that sucked is they, I'm like walking around, keep in mind, it's like two degrees negative two degrees outside i go outside to go walk then i end up getting detoured back around because they have the road blocked off that i used to go down long and short i end up getting back to the hotel about uh an hour after i set, told stink that i was going to get there and why that matters is because i open the door to get into our hotel room i'm freezing ass cold because I ended up walking outside a lot longer than I wanted to because of all the detours. And then I I look to my right, because that's where Stink and I's room was. And I look over, and there's Stink laying in his bed, his his, uh, sheets tucked up underneath his chin, and he's kind of giggling like a little kid. And he's like, (laughs) he's like, I've been waiting for you. And then I look, and it looks like he has an erection. But it's not an erection. He, was, he had been sitting there waiting for me to come in with a remote control down by his crotch to make it look like he had an erection. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was funny. He's, I've been waiting here for like 45 minutes with this thing down my pants. <laughs> it's so freaking funny. So freaking funny. Oh, man. That was, that was good stuff. I I was like, you are literally the biggest child I've ever met. Hilarious. Then I remember when we went to Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, nice place. They shut down the entire city because they had a cold front that whipped through there. And there was this small amount of ice, this thin layer of ice that hit the sidewalks in the street. If it happened here in Colorado, nobody would bat an eye. Be like, it's Tuesday. Don't worry about it. And especially if you're in the Midwest or on the East Coast, you're, you're just used to it. They're not used to it down there. They fucking shut down the city for a day because they didn't think it was safe for people to go out. How ridiculous. And we're like walking by. We're like, where is all this ice that everybody's freaking out about? Like, there's nobody on the roads. Nobody. Because they shut down. Everybody locked themselves in their, their house. It was so bizarre. Small amounts of ice. I mean, ridiculous. Like, how embarrassing for them. This is That's also the place where I think... Stink accidentally shut down another radio station for about 30 minutes because he may have accidentally unplugged their power source, but nobody realized it because it was buried. And the way they set things up out there, it wasn't the other radio station's fault. Technically, I guess it wasn't really Stink's fault. Because they, it was such a hodgepodge of cords and everything like that. I'm pretty sure he accidentally unplugged it by moving his stuff and whatever. And then they just went dark for like 30 minutes. They were fucking pissed. Then I blamed it on somebody else. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know. I think it was uh, that NFL, NFL films guy did it. Oh, that fucker. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I got your back, Stink. I got your back. Also, a cool moment there was me drinking whiskey with Alfred Williams, Mike Pritchard, Mark Schlereth, Mike Evans, and Cecil Lammy. Now, the last two guys, not that, they're just radio guys. But the other three guys are freaking awesome former football players that you could just hear them talk for hours about just football. And it was really neat because, first of all, that's where Alfred told me, he's like, you don't drink whiskey, you sip whiskey. And that's gonna get you a lot farther than if you're somebody that just drinks whiskey. Cause you're just gonna get hammered. Plus, it's more friendly on your on your pocketbook. But it was it was funny because they're like sharing these stories, especially Al and Stink, Mark Schlereth, talking about the Super Bowl era and when they these like little stories. And then there was, like, one time Alfred is, like, bear-hugging Mike Evans. And it was just – I have a picture of that somewhere. It's hilarious. But it was just fun. Just sitting there, sitting back, sipping on whiskey, and and hearing great stories. Stuff that can't go over the air. (laughs) It, It was fantastic. Like, so crazy. Then in San Francisco, covering the Broncos versus Panthers, that I will always remember, especially as a Bronco fan. I knew, I've i said this a million times. I knew on that Monday night before the Super Bowl that the, the Denver Broncos were going to win the Super Bowl. Because as we're at the media night where you interview all the players for both sides, that the Carolina Panthers were acting like they won the thing already. They're playing in their vacations. They weren't concerned. About the details into winning the Super Bowl, the Broncos had a lot of players on there that were embarrassed by Super Bowl Forty Eight when they got their ass handed to them by the Seattle Seahawks. So there's players like Derek Wolf and, and whoever else that were still pissed about that. C.J. Anderson, um, you know, Von Miller, all those guys really fucking embarrassed about that. So they had one objective, and that was to kick the shit. Out of the Carolina Panthers. And I knew that night. I was like, dude, they got a completely different tone. (laughs) They are going to smash the freaking Panthers. And sure enough, it was a great game. And the Broncos walked away victory uh, with a victory in that one. That was fantastic. That was a great, great time. Also, I had to share a room with three guys uh, in San Francisco at one time. It was my boss. And like two other guys, and I was on a cot. It was just not very comfortable. It was really crazy. We all had to coordinate when we were going to bed at, at the same time. That's that's how packed the room was. And then at one point during the week, I got to share uh, a room with Alfred. And then another night was with Dmac. Alfred was a great roommate. Doesn't stay up too late. Doesn't sit there and, and bug the snot out of you. It's just about hey how's it going small talk. All right man, I'm going to bed. I'm like, sweet, thanks. Great. Well then when I share the room with Dmac, that motherfucker can't shut his mouth. He's just he's just blah 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 blah, blah 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 blah. And then he's like and then like I'm about to fall asleep. And I'm doing that classic nod off when somebody's talking to you and then I'm like mm-hmm. uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then he's like what do you mean, Scott? What do you mean? Uh-huh. And I'm like, I, dude, I don't know what you're saying. What did you say again? And he kept talking, and I'm like, clearly like falling asleep. And there was at least one point where he's like, Scott, 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 and I'm like, Well, oh, sorry, I fell asleep. And then he just continued to talk. <laughs> it was It was funny. hindsight, funny. But at the time, I didn't want to be rude to him and just be like, Dude, I, I don't want to fucking talk. I'm, I'm exhausted. I don't. I didn't get a chance to talk to him very much. So. Um, I was trying, DMAC. I was trying to to hold on to your every word, but there was a lot of words being thrown out at me, and it was very difficult, okay? <laughs> okay? <laughs> hey, we got more crazy stories, including, um, well, let's just say I was sleeping on the floor and it was not very comfortable. Sugar Fire in Westminster, legit barbecue, 144th and Orchard Parkway, right next to Snooze. You got to follow him on social media at Sugar Fire Westy. Speaking of the big big game, you got to make plans with Sugar Fire and for the big game because whether you're going to pre-order or you want to hang out with the crew to watch the game, they got a special menu for for you. Whether it's their signature brisket chili, yes please. You can get that in a quart or a gallon. <laughs> Just make sure you share because it's chili. And that's going to backfire on you. I'm just saying. You can also get smoked fried wings. You can get smoked bacon wrapped jalapeno popper stuffed with cream cheese, cheddar, and a little weenie. Huh? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Potato skins with cheddar cheese and bacon, sour cream, and green onion on the side. Brisket burnt ends. Oh, that sounds beautiful right now. Oh, that sounds so good. Check this one out. Smoked pork belly wrapped in bacon with house rub and smoked again, a.k.a. bacon-wrapped bacon. That sounds beautiful. I'll take 10. (laughs) So, so good. And then smoked spinach and artichoke dip with house-made tortilla chips. It all sounds delicious. That's just their special menu for the big game. But you got to check them out, regardless if you go on, on Sunday for the big game or if you just go there during the regular Business times, and they have amazing food. No matter what is your preference, whether it's uh, you know brisket, whether it's ribs, turkey, burgers, they all they're all good. They're all good. So go ahead and check out Sugar Fire in Westminster. They're off 144th and Orchard Parkway, just east of Huron, on the south side of 144th. Follow him on social media at Sugarfire Westie. It's Sugarfire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. So, continuing on with some of the great places that I've I've covered for Super Bowl week, Houston was an interesting one. Houston had the biggest ego, I think, out of all the ones that I've covered. That I've covered, like they're just like constantly going around. Like anybody that was representing the city was just like. We have the best food around. We're the best, blah blah blah. And then it was just like, eh, it's very, it's okay, it's okay. It wasn't horrible, but just like if you're gonna like pump yourself up, there better be some like legit five star, you know, food going down my throat, okay? But it wasn't. It was just like it was just basic. They some basic bitches out in Houston. I was not impressed. The, the funny thing was, there was, there was a point where, with I, when I worked with Bonneville, a great, a great company, a radio company, I had to engineer 104.3 The Fan in Denver, and then something happened, and they're like, we need an engineer to uh, handle the broadcast for our Arizona station. And they weren't necessarily right next to each other. So I had to engineer both. So I'm like running back and forth, making sure both were running smooth. It was, it was pretty funny. Then what ended up happening is that talent in Arizona accidentally broke that equipment, which is not cheap. Not cheap because, you know, there's a lot of rumors on how, how it got broke. <laughs> Let's just say one involved a car. And then it just shattering. I don't know if that's true or not, but it was wild. But one of the funniest things, who was it that was in, I, I made a note of this from the beginning. It was somebody from, I, I want to say it's Colin Cowherd. We'll just say it is. Colin, if if it's you, if it wasn't you, I apologize. Ah, but you know what? Most likely you're not going to listen to this. So we're going to say it was him, even though I can't remember if it was officially him. But my buddy, Johnny, and I were going up the elevator, and he's just like, dude, I forgot to tell you. It was either that or Sal Pal. I can't remember. But he said, I was in the elevator earlier with Colin Cowherd, and he just ripped a nasty, it wasn't loud, but it was just super stank of a fart, and then just walked off, didn't say a word. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's Nasty. Nasty. At least turn around and be like, mm, sorry. <laughs> Enjoy. At least do that. At least do that. <laughs> that was also the time where D just we found we're walking around this convention center and there's just a random piano, and he just sits down and just starts tickling the ivories, freaking crushing it. It was awesome. He's a very talented dude. A lot of people hate him here in Denver, but Dmac very talented individual. Okay. Love him or hate him, he's he's talented. He he has a lot of gifts. Okay? One of which is pissing people off. It's a gift. <laughs> it is. In Miami, I had to sleep on the floor that most likely had cockroaches running around on it. I I say that not joking because it was one of the dirtiest hotels that I've ever stayed in and it it was really embarrassing because there is a whole big slew of reasons why I ended up having to share a room with Mark Schlereth, but I wasn't going to share the bed with him. Cause it, this was like a little college dorm sized hotel room. It was small as shit. And I'm not comfortable <laughs> sleeping next to another dude that honestly, we know each other. We're friends, but no, not that good of friends. I'm not gonna become somebody's, uh, you know, little spoon. So I, I sl- opted to sleep on the floor. The problem is there was just enough, just enough room for me to lay on my back. So it's just shoulder length, width. Excuse me. And I'm like, oh my god, this is this is horrible. So every time I pass by the front desk, I said, do you guys have any? Rooms where we could upgrade to like a double, a double. And they're like, no, no, no. And then eventually, I can't remember who it was. It was some big name broadcaster backed out of that hotel because he felt it was too dirty. And we ended up getting the room. So I only had to sleep on the floor one night, but it was horrible. My body hurt that entire next day because I literally. It was like an ordeal to just move because I can't sleep on a floor in one position the entire night. You have to move around and stuff. Oh, it was awful. And then the next place, I was like, there was there was like ants in the sink and shit. It was it was horrible. <laughs> it's horrible experience. I was not happy about that place. It was disgusting. But that's where we got all those beach stories where you know Mike Evans was trying to get rid of these these sand toys and then he awkwardly went up to that lady who had her, her daughter with her and he's like hi is that your daughter and then and then mark myself and kendall we all just like book it away from mike we're like ah he's a sex offender now <laughs> ah he's gonna be on a list uh it was it was pretty bad it was so funny though yeah and it also too It was an eye opening experience for me with Kendall, who's a very attractive young woman. And usually I travel with guys. So this was the first time I traveled with a woman. And because I look at her like a sister, like I'm always giving her advice on stuff. But we're walking around, the amount of times that guys are eye banging her was so frustrating. We were covering. It, I think it was media night In Miami And all that is is we're going around Getting audio from people And in, in, in whatever And there was like one guy Because she was standing in front of me And this other guy And he is just like freaking checking her out Top to bottom Meanwhile he's wearing a wedding ring And I'm like dude Fucking control yourself And he's all Fuck you bro <laughs> I'm like, dude, and he's just like this little hobbit of a man. I'm like, first of all, you got no shot. Okay. You don't. And two, stop. Respect her as a human being. Listen, I'm not going to get on a soapbox about that, but it just really opened my eyes on, on the shit that ladies deal with on a regular basis. Guys are perverts. We're all perverts. Okay. But like to see that. And I'm like, Cause I, like I said, I look at her like she's a sibling and I was like, don't be looking at her or, or even like a daughter in a sense. I'm like, don't no, Stop it. (laughs) You perverts. Holster your pistol, sir. You sick fuck. There's a lot of crazy stuff. I I just, oh man, there is, I remember doing a video when we were in Miami because we were just like, so hell bent on not going to all the events that, And it did really well, probably like a quarter of a million views of Mike Evans dipping cheese blocks into creamy cheese. And it did so well. (laughs) It's so dumb. Then there's the infamous Mark interviewing a Tom Brady Funko toy. And then, you know, Mark looks like he's in his bathrobe type of thing. That was hilarious the one where they spit milk in my face which is i got to repost the the blooper reel i found that the other day i'm like i got i got to retweet this out cuz it's so funny there's just a lot of stuff and it really makes it you realize that when you go with the right people you can you can make some magic and have a lot of fun when when we were in miami by the way one night I, we're walking home from work it's dark out because most of the time, dude, you're, you're working from, you know, obviously depending on the time zone, but basically 6 a.m. to about 6 p.m. It's not like a super hard grind with the exception of the, my first one where we had to go around and, and schedule people on the fly. But the, it, it's, it's a long day. So we're walking home trying to figure out what we're going to do for dinner. And I see it like a wad of cash on the ground. So I pick it up and I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's like, it's, it's like, I want to say 60 or 80 bucks. And I look around, I'm like, quietly, Hey, somebody lose some money. No. Okay. <laughs> then I put it in my pocket. I'm like, drinks are on me. <laughs> I did, man. It was great. I think stink and I went out that night and went to some little bar and you know had some drinks stumbled back to our our hotel room one thing led to another and then i was sleeping on the floor <laughs> it was it was fun there's a lot of crazy stuff I, I and i'm there's there's always when i was in new orleans one thing that kind of hit me that you know you you peel back the curtain there's a very famous play-by-play guy who was out there. And I was having a hard time sleeping. So I get up and I start walking again. Probably not the best idea. Uh, me walking around, you know, New Orleans in the middle of the night, early, early morning. So it's like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And I'm walking towards, there was a casino out there. So I'm like, let's go over there. As I'm walking on the street, I see a guy who his broadcast table is right next to ours. And he looks at me, makes eye contact with me, and he has this stupid-ass grin on his face like, yeah, you wish you were me. Why? Because he has two prostitutes, one on each arm. And he's just like, yeah. I'm like, oh, what a fucking scumbag, right? Well, that was on, let's say, Tuesday night. Well, on Friday, guess who came to join him For the last day of radio row oh it was his wife and i'm sitting there going that piece of shit that poor lady's probably going to get some crotch critters because this guy's been banging uh, new orleans prostitutes oh man i didn't say anything should i have said something i feel like no i feel like that's just not my place but man what a scumbag I'll always remember that. I'm like, dude, you're you're nothing. You get, you're paying for sex. <laughs> like, who cares? You're married. If you're single, sure, okay. But man, dude, don't be sitting there like acting like you're the you're the best. Like, yeah. I, the whole time I saw his wife there, and she's like kissing him and stuff, and I'm like, ew, gross. <laughs> ew, oh, does it burn? <laughs> Oh man, there's oh now you're sitting there going, "Who is it? Who was it?" I'm never going to tell you. I won't. But I could tell you this. I I can sum up my career as uh for covering Super Bowl week. I made stupid videos that were very successful. I ate a lot of great food. New Orleans best food ever. Not a bad meal ever at that place. New Orleans best food. But, you know, I smoked weed with big name NFL players, and, you know, had a good time. There's a lot of good stuff there. And I'm forgetting a lot of stuff. Like in L.A., when we were out there, I forgot about this, L.A. was very shocking when it comes to homeless. I know everybody gets mad about the homeless problem here in the Colorado-Denver area, but it's, it's a lot worse out there. It's getting bad here, yes. There's no arguing that. But out there, that's a whole nother level whole nether level you know stepping over piles of diarrhea on the on the floor keep in mind super bowl week the nfl in the city host city clear out and bus out homeless people and la still had a a large homeless person or uh you know home challenged people walking around there's a lot, a lot, and especially when I was leaving to go to the airport, and the Uber driver had to take a detour because of an accident on the highway, and we're basically going through, you know, I don't, I don't know what that, the nickname of that place is, but it's just like Skid Row, and we're going through that, and just, dude, another level, another level that people here in Colorado, we hope to God that it never gets to that level because that, that's insane. It's crazy, and it's sad. But anyway, there's a lot of, a lot of crazy stories. There was one time like in, in LA, Nate Lundy and I are walking, and there was like some random chicken soup in a trash can. And I've never wanted so bad to dig through a trash can and put something on that I found in there. <laughs> I've never wanted to do that so badly in my life. I'm like, but it's a chicken soup. And nights all don't. That's disgusting. I know, but it's chicken soup. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I see where you're coming from. But it's a chicken soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was probably covered in urine and God knows what else. Uh, covering the Super Bowl. Always fun. Always fun. Man, and I know I'm missing some great stories, too, and I apologize. They'll, they'll pop up next week as we're going through the week, um, but thank you guys so much for joining the show. If you got a, a story that you want to share with, with me and the, the listeners, please send it to me, dehuffpodcast at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on my socials at dehuffpodcast. You guys have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening. Big thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster. Go support them. Check them out. 144th in Orchard Parkway on the south side of 144th up in Westminster. So thank you guys. Have an amazing day. Uh, let's continue to move forward. I'll talk to you next time.